Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Lunar Transmission. I am Kirk, otherwise known as Fino, and I am joined by... I am Adrian, also known to some as Slight or Lightbulb, because I am not good with names. And I think I did that joke last time. I can't be sure. Yeah, yeah, you did. This is a really great start, you know, we're on the second episode and we're already repeating jokes. Well, might as well get used to that because I am kind of sure that's going to be a repeat offender when it comes to this podcast. You think? I mean, we can try to not, but I mean, I will attempt to not repeat everything I say each episode. It's good that we've run out of material on our second episode. Yeah, that was quick. All right. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. I hope everyone had a good run. Yeah, this is the final episode of the Lunar Transmission, and (laughs) that's it. All right, let's pack it up. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. You, you know, I, I think honestly, that first episode was quite good. You know, we had we had a lot of ammunition. We went through some good stories, but uh, you know, and now like, I, I'm done. All right, like I don't have any more. Yeah, my life was boring. Yeah, <laughs> my entire life has only contained about a single one hour long podcast worth of anecdotes. <laughs> well, the first episode is mostly me, so you know. Yeah. If, if you have an hour long worth of podcast, let's let's go, let's do it. No, I mean that's it. I've done it all, <laughs> which I guess would be more like fifteen minutes worth of podcast. But well, we didn't even do that in the first episode. <laughs> we didn't hear anything from you. It was mostly me talking about a pedophile. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, I didn't want to go into my pedophile story because oh. that, that one's just not fun. <laughs> okay. Listen, if you want to learn how to program, do make sure that the person who's teaching you is not a horrible, horrible, horrible bonus person. Okay. That's all. <laughs> Some out there, someone out there who might be listening might get what I'm referring to, but yeah, I don't want to get into that because that's not even a fun topic. That's just the opposite of good podcast material. You know, I think I think I do actually remember at the tail end of uh, my my pedophile story. I think that you had said something along the lines of like, "Oh, there was something I was going to say, but now uh, not so much." Yeah, I think so, because I remember thinking about it last time and being like, oh yeah, I have something related to that, but yeah, I I think talking about pedophile anecdotes from one person is enough per episode. We've got to to meet our quota, but that quota is one pedophile story per episode. (laughs) (laughs) No more, no less. It's going to become a regular feature, eventually it'll have a jingle. (laughs) Just like a little piano jingle with the sound of like slamming bars at the end. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna go letters about pedophile anecdotes. Uh, oh no, I don't want. Let's go. Let's go off of this. This is a bad subject. No, no, no. It'd be great. Yeah, we we get like 
every episode we get a letter about pedophile anecdotes and you know, it'll have its own little jingle itself and then we'll be like all right so we have adrian from california saying uh his pedophile story <laughs> yeah that'd be horrible <laughs> just like yeah, actually would. having that as a feature just having like a daily pedophile story to read you want to do daily pedophile stories christ <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I guess episodic pedophile stories, because we're not doing this daily. Yeah, f- thank you. Let's keep, let's keep this subject in moderation, which is one story per episode. <laughs> it's actually like, my, uh, my parents, they're both, you know, the kind that get really into the sort of murder mystery shows. Oh yeah, the um, uh, what's it called? True crime. Uh, no, not not like that, but the more like documentary style. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they have him, you know, outside of the U.S. But there's like there's one big show by this guy who was a former detective. His name is Joe Kenda. Um, he's like, as I understand it, he's one of the most um, successful uh sort of people in history in his line just like in terms of how many cases he was on and how many he solved and uh so he like he he has enough stories that he has a several season long show about him where he just talks about like the cases that he's had and it's like recreated you know with actors or whatever so but um he's a sack bagans of horrible actual crimes <laughs> Every episode, like, Ghost Adventures is going to get brought up. It was even in the, like, episode zero that I did with uh, Nick. Uh, <laughs> it's just every single time we're going to have pedophiles and Zach Bagans. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be on it. <laughs> That's an episode title. <laughs> pedophiles <laughs> and Zach Bagans. Uh, anyways, um, the point I was going to say is, like... Uh, both of my parents are really into those kind of, you know, shows, but I, I don't think one exists for pedophiles. Maybe it's just too dark of a subject for TV. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We should uh, we should get in on that market, the untapped pedophile story market. <laughs> we'll have to produce a pilot first. Quick, gather all the pedophiles you know. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> we need like, every We need a story. Pedophile. Christ. Excuse me, sir. Would you like to incriminate yourself live on TV? Why is this the subject? <laughs> All right, let's try to get off this uh, pedophile subject. I, like Thank we're, you. we're approaching 10 minutes now, and I think, uh, <laughs> I think the first 10 minutes of a podcast being completely about pedophilia is maybe a little bit much. It's, it's you know, we're trying to ease people in here. <laughs> And they're, uh, you know, just constantly having pedophiles in their ears. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care about what you yourself. Let's just get off of this fucking topic already. I don't want to have pedophiles in my ears. Hey, well, what do you got? What do you got? Here, let, let's like... I'm I'm not even going to bother segueing into it because I feel like I'd just get back into more pedophile talk. So uh, there's one thing that I thought of, you know, because I thought that it would be nice to um, 
fill a bit of time and perhaps get a little bit of insight into, you know, at, at least one of the hosts of this podcast. Ooh. You know, these are very harrowing times. I'm sure that, you know, pretty much anyone would agree. Um, but that doesn't mean that everything, you know, is just going to be shit in the future. Although, you know, it totally could be. Probably is, actually. I mean, <laughs> have you seen Waterworld? Waterworld, the yeah, the movie about well, the whole world's like an ocean. Yeah, it's I mean, melted, I guess. People, st- people were still shagging in that world, so can't be too bad. <laughs> I guess so. So, uh, you know, as these are harrowing times, as I stated, um, people can sometimes they can get too into just saying that everything is shit. Mm. Um, I feel you. So I think. I think we should give a counterbalance and I think we should looking towards the future we should think about what are like five predictions that you have for things that we should actually look forward to and still counterbalance that with what are five things we should avoid in the future. Oh, Rod, there were five things that are eventually unavoidable but we're just going to try to ignore that hopelessness <laughs> yeah okay so fine Let, let's tell you what let's do it alternating Let, let's yeah, go sure. like one bad thing one good thing and then alternate like that you want to start um hmm something bad to avoid in the future let's see oh, i thought we were starting with good things Oh, well... <laughs> no, nah, the world's I, shit. Might as well just talk about how shit is it. Well, no, you know, like, if if we're alternating, then surely we want the last thing to be a good thing because it's more uh, hopeful, you know? Because it's, it's not going to be good if it's, like, if, you know, the one of the last things is, like, something good and then the very last thing is, like, oh, and also this bad thing that we're going to have to deal with. <sighs> oh, yeah, I mean, we can't have a podcast that's... That starts with talking about pedophilia and on something mildly upsetting. <laughs> no, of course not. That'd be horrible. We only have really, you know, highbrow, like, good, uh, optimistic topics like pedophiles. Mm. <laughs> Your predictions for the future. More pedophiles. No! no. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, number one... Number one bad thing, like top top five frowny faces in the world. Um, Number five. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, shit, I probably should have prepared this more than just like having the topic itself. Oh, I didn't expect fine. you to turn. I didn't expect you to turn it around on me to make me have to do it. Oh, I mean that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, we can edit out. All of this until we get get to the first idea. <laughs> no, no, we. <clears throat> I can do this. I'll bet that for artists, it's going to get even harder than it is right now to like not have your shit just stolen and reposted. Like, I'll bet that like image editors are going to get good enough to where it can just like remove signatures and rebuild the art. <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we're also approaching the point to where uh, deep learning, etc., is starting to 
develop its own art, which is going to be really both interesting and really scary for a lot of individual creatives, I imagine. But even though oh, that might yeah. be an issue, it's more of a market kind of thing to the point where do people really care about if the thing that drew a painting was human? Hmm. Well, yeah, you're so you're talking about the uh like AIs are getting the ability to produce art pieces and stuff. Yeah, that which... too, but I know exactly what you're talking about, just that too being kind of deep learning and intelligence is still able to just replicate an image. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I don't I don't know that uh what you're talking about is actually gonna I mean, specifically for artists, I don't think it's going to turn out to actually be that big of a deal because I don't know, like, how should I put it? There's, there's certainly, there's some artists that I know that are just like incredibly skilled. Like you, you look at the stuff they make and it's like, oh my God, how are you not like in a, you know, in a huge production studio making millions off the shit you produce. And then there's some artists that I know that, you know, they're, I, I guess you would say they're average or whatever, but it, I, I'm talking like purely in terms of, um, like the raw skill they have, not in terms of like the merit of the actual art they produce, if that makes mm. sense. No, I understand. Yeah. But, um, but in a lot of cases, I, I actually, like the stuff of the artists that you know are maybe not technically the most skilled just because i like the style that they have well of course um, but the thing i'm saying is more that you gotta be able to make money you gotta be able to make a living and if the people who are paying you don't care about who is creating the artwork that might be a problem yeah, but um, what I'm saying is, like, I think that it's not really going to end up being that big of a deal just because... I can only hope, because, yeah, that'd be the preferable outcome where it's not what I fear for. Right, but I, I think that it's not going to be that big of a deal because, I don't know, I, I feel like it would be very hard to... Um, have a program that can like replicate like everyone's style without having to like individually do that if that makes sense yeah no i understand exactly what you mean i mean i i, I guess you could um get sort of a collection of an artist's work and maybe you know deep learning would get good enough to where it can just kind of pick out sort of the themes of a person's art style and then maybe it could replicate that but at that point i think uh you're getting into a um a situation where you could very easily be sued as a software programmer yeah. <laughs> it's like hey you just took all my artworks and now you know yeah you're using it for this program so i don't know i i <clears throat> I like to think that it's not really going to end up being that big of a deal because I think the style of an artwork is a very large part of it mm. and that it's hard to replicate. Like it, if, if you're just looking for something that's um, that is sort of mirroring real life or emulating real life, then, you know, 
yeah, sure. Like I could see how <clears throat> that could be something uh, difficult. Like if you're that kind of an artist. But I'm thinking more in the case of it being marketable. You know the horrific fucking YouTube baby cartoons like Johnny Johnny and that shit? Yeah. I'm talking about that because that's making a lot of money and that could very actually easily be... Well, not easily, of course, at the current point, but I imagine and from my understanding of things like deep learning that would be achievable to just print that shit through some kind of software and make a lot of money through, and that means that you wouldn't have to hire animators or writers or storyboard artists, etc. Because you have a program that can do that for you, and if the level... If the bar is set so low, then people probably won't care about your talent as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, so so art is quit now. Yeah, <laughs> give up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, computers are going to steal your job. Yeah, you're not going to work at Disney. Your fucking MacBook is... Throw it in the trash. Save yourself. Everyone at Disney isn't going to work at Disney. Well, Disney's fucking cryogenically frozen corpse is going to be replaced by a MacBook Pro. That's not even actually true about Disney. He didn't get frozen. Ah, oh, you're telling me that his <laughs> cryogenically frozen corpse isn't going to be replaced by a MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, so <Shit>. there is hope. <laughs> Then what are they going to replace? <laughs> but, it, it, I don't know, like, you can actually, you can find his gravestone. Like, he was actually buried. Yeah, they say it about a lot of people. <laughs> you don't know that people can't live to be above 150 years. Maybe they buried a wax dummy. Yeah. <laughs> all right so and then uh one thing to look forward to um i'm gonna bet that eventually um this this is probably more uh relevant to americans <laughs> than it would be the rest of the world but i live here so you know i'm gonna say that um health concerns are gonna eventually become so great that uh well i would say health concerns as well as like technology are going to advance to the point that um fake foods would kind of get good enough at emulating the real thing to where people could eat like as crappy as they want but actually still be actually healthy if that makes sense mm -hmm. like things uh things like uh tofu or whatever mm -hmm. like I, I i think that it would get to the point that I don't know. You could be eating um, something that isn't the real thing, like uh, cake or something, and you're actually getting tofu. what you actually need out of it. And tofu cake. <laughs> well, I, I was just using tofu as an example of <laughs> no, you know, something. Everything's that... going to be tofu and soylent. <laughs> you're going to have your soylent tofu cake, and you're going to love it. 
Right. No, but I, I just mean like something that isn't the real food, but it's emulating. No, I get you what know. you mean. Kind of like imitation meat, etc. Yeah, yeah. I would say it would get to the point where, you know, people could still be eating just what they want to eat in terms of flavor and stuff like that. But mm. the actual food itself would be, you know, giving them the nutrition that they actually do need. And it would get to the point where, you know, people are probably eventually going to get just skinny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I, I guess there's a lot of things to go through there in terms of like, obviously, there's a lot of um, sort of companies and corporations who have a vested interest in us continuing to eat crappy. But um, I don't know. I would assume there'd be some kind of... Uh, big push against it eventually i would hope uh, yeah <sighs> go on you you clearly have some kind of um i mean i don't want to turn this into my political podcast just yet <laughs> i want to listen to base before that but all i'm gonna say is that you're gonna have to take up arms against that clone <laughs> That's a very, um, shit, I can't think of the word at all. I'm just going to give up. Maybe I should have eaten before this. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't think clearly. Well, this week's podcast is brought to you by Tofu. Tofu, <laughs> <laughs> tofu and Soylent Cake. Yeah. It tastes like the real thing. <laughs> like real tofu. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if, like, well, I, I guess that's kind of what tofu is doing now, right? Is like it doesn't really taste like it, but it tastes like tofu. Yeah, like because they have they have tofu and the taste <laughs> they have tofu in the shape of like steak and stuff. But I would I would imagine it still tastes like tofu. You figured it out. Tofu still tastes like tofu. We're on to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually had tofu. Or no, that's that's not true. I've I've had the little like tofu cubes and uh like miso soup and stuff we're on to you big tofu <laughs> that's the biggest conspiracy I, yeah this is actually number two bad thing <laughs> tofu the tofu <laughs> conspiracy is gonna take over tofu has All become right. too commercialized <laughs> alright so number number two bad thing this time it's your turn number two um Okay, a, a really bad thing that's not tofu this time. Hmm. Should be easy because it's easy to be more pessimistic than optimistic. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, a lot of things are fucking horrible, but I don't want to make this episode too much of a downer. We've already talked about some less fun topics, so... Well, that's what the number two good thing is for, is to oh, balance yeah. it. Uh, the nuclear holocaust... Not looking forward to that too much, but it's probably going to happen <laughs> soon enough. You think? Yeah, that's number two on my list. <laughs> number well, three is probably going to be like a game I want getting delayed. <laughs> Very large, uh, like disparage between those two mm. things in terms of um, severity mm. of badness. Yeah. Um, well, I think like for me. The thing that sucks about nuclear holocaust is is that um, I'm tell me I'm really is interested. that I'm I'm very likely to be living in the country that perpetrates it. 
Yeah. Or at least has a very large hand in it. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, I get, how do I put it? It's like, in a nuclear holocaust, almost everyone is going to die. But I'm definitely going to die. Yeah, that's kind, that's, that's kind of in the name, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, sure. But just in terms of when it comes to nuclear fallout, it's like... Sure, almost everyone on Earth is going to die, but I'm definitely going to die because the U.S. is certainly going to be targeted in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Everyone's kind of a bit tired of the U.S. nuking everyone, so they're just going to be, you know what? How about you have out your fucking cunt? And just <laughs> yeah. throw a few fucking hydrogen bombs at you. Well, okay. Look. Let's take a step back here. You say that you're, you know, you're, or the whole world, rather, is upset of the U.S. nuking everyone. But in fairness, it has only happened twice. And yes, it was both times us. But, like, we have 100% of the nukes. We've had 100% of the nukes fired, which is two. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, well, <laughs> you've had 100% of the nukes used on in actual warfare, which is... Not something you really want to write home about, is it? I mean, you do, no. but I'm not sure if I'd choose to celebrate a something like that. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I think very few people... Different sensibilities, I suppose. I think very few people, you know, do celebrate that that happened. But, You'd be um, surprised. Well, how do I put... Like, I, I think people... Um, I think it's a difference between celebrating something that put an end to the war and celebrating, you know, the actual, like, thing that happened, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100,000 civilian casualties in two days. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think too many people, you know, think of that as being like, oh, yeah, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, High five. Killing, killing innocent people is great. Like, we're, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> no. I mean, you, know, you did. I, well. <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, let's do it again as in, like, after the fact. Ah, uh, like a anniversary event. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be the worst. There's no way, like, oh, my God, that would, that would actually, that would be horribly catastrophic like to the u.s if something like that <laughs> happened i i couldn't imagine that like I, I i would just pack my bags i'd be like all right i, I gotta get out of this place <laughs> like that that would be oh, the that, worst that's what's that's what push you over the edge the oh my celebratory God, it, anniversary nuking of two japanese cities that's the final <laughs> straw oh i'm God. out the year 2045 is it's like all right the 100 year anniversary let's go Pop let's go champagne. to japan <laughs> like oh my god that, like that, oh my god i can't even imagine what the world would be like if that happened like literally the entire world would turn against the u.s uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it i don't i I literally can't imagine what that would be like. Just every country would actually just like get together and just be like, "All right, we need to we need to get rid of these guys." <laughs> like, I mean, you could sell flags, you know, those foam 
thing is, this is 100. And I don't know, what else would I say? I'm with big, what is it, little boy? What? I don't uh, know. Little boy and fat man, I think. Yeah, I'm with fat man. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't be able to tell that. You you wouldn't know that that's about the bomb, though. <laughs> People would assume they were just talking about a friend of yours in America. No, it, it, it'd say it'd say on the back like a, a band t-shirt. It'd say like 2045 uh, World Tour Nagasaki. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't forget Hiroshima. Yeah. How could I? Well, you said Nagasaki. The US certainly didn't. <laughs> All right. Okay. So ba- balance it out. Number two good thing. Okay. Genocide. Number two good thing. Go. Uh. Yeah, it'd be a really nice anniversary event. <laughs> I'm looking forward no, to come that. On. Go uh, on. Okay. A good thing that might actually happen. That's not a nuclear holocaust. Mm. Well, sister. Well, sister, to look forward to then the imminent death of our leaders. Uh, no, I mean... Uh, New Yeezy album. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus 2020. Oh, I mean... What the fuck is he now? John D. Hmm? He renamed himself to John D. Did he? Yeah, because he's like right. Gandhi, but he can't speak properly, so he mispronounced it. That's how I imagine it went at the office for renaming yourself to stupid shit. <laughs> anyway. I mean, Snoop Dogg went to Snoop a Lion. Yeah, but that's, that works. He can yeah. do that. that. That's fine. That's sensible. <laughs> okay, good thing that's not about rappers or a nuclear holocaust. Let's see. I mean, we're probably going to get some really uh, cool plants from the continued uh, gene experimentation. Oh. Like with GMOs and other ways of splicing plants. I imagine we're going to see some really fascinating flowers. <laughs> I mean, you could even extend that past flowers. I mean, just gene splicing in general is like pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, I, I'd splice myself into a fuck if I know a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like a pick and mix bag. People also, you know, they're they're talking about being able to um predetermine certain parts about like a child's life like being able to pick if your child has blue eyes or whatever yeah okay i don't want to do another podcast where it evolves into eugenics i've already had like (laughs) two of those and they're gone now what (laughs) not with you doesn't doesn't have to go there all i'm saying is like you start talking about eugenics what no, it's it's fine. It's fine. All I'm saying is, you know, uh. if and when I eventually have a child, I, I want to be able to pick whether or not they're dumber than me because I I always want to have that power. 
they will be dumber. I have to be smart. Yeah, but... Uh, mm. I have to be smarter than someone on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> this is my only hope. Don't dash this for me. I feel sorry for your kids. <laughs> Don't worry, it's probably not ever going to happen. Yeah, we're going to be dead before then. <laughs> I like how we're having to like fight against certain topics already. It's like, no more pedophiles, no more eugenics. <laughs> it's the second podcast. I mean, that's just... That's just because we have so much good material, but the people aren't ready for it. <laughs> yeah, we're martyrs for having to fight against uh, yeah, you can't you know, sensibilities of today. Fucking political correctness. <laughs> 30 years from now, they'll be like, man, lunar transmission is really ahead of its time. Yeah, can <laughs> remember that time they talked about biophones? <laughs> I can't believe that they were right all along. <laughs> right about what? Well, that's up to the future to decide. <laughs> we're living in the now. It's it's for it's all up to you, the viewers, to determine. You know the the merit and the meaning behind it as it pertains to the future. And before you call the police, this. It's not to be taken seriously. Please put on the phone. And also, we're on the moon, so they're going to have a hell of a time getting here. I mean, yeah, but they're going to get here eventually. Well, you know, hopefully not. Eh. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's... So, number two good thing is gene splicing for plants. Gene splicing and, and just being able to other give myself things. a cool fucking gorilla arm. And a fish fin and other stupid shit that is probably going to kill me, but I'll look like a custom character for. You know what? I want to become one of those, what's it called? Uh, Animorphs. Yeah. I want to become the <laughs> either second or center stage of an Animorph. Did they actually have animorphs like in the or in Europe? Like, did that book series? No, I, well, I think so, but yeah, I've mostly learned for it through the internet. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure we'll see. Oh my god, dude, animorphs! What a fucking just amazing like series of books. Not in terms of how good it was, just me. Not in terms of that, just in general. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say good. F- things for the future number three already which is possibly more animorphs books <laughs> it's a possibility no, I, I think we can leave that it's a possibility. <laughs> i mean we, we we have enough animorphs books to last well you say that too many lifetimes but you've read them all one is too many so all right Let's be real. All right, so number three bad thing. It's my turn. Uh-huh. Um, more animorph books. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> the potential for more animorph books exists. That atrocity can be committed again. <laughs> we we can't escape it. Yeah, that's above the potential nuclear holocaust. <laughs> animorphs <laughs> might survive into the nuclear winter. 
<laughs> oh god no it's like in fallout where you have all the pre-war books yeah except they're all animorphs oh god there's gonna be animorph cults <laughs> people are gonna think that it's a um it's like a biography <laughs> not, a, not a science fiction series about kids turning themselves into animals it's it's gonna be people who it's like oh my god we we used to have the ability to change into animals but <laughs> <laughs> the, we've been mutated by or via nuclear radiation to where we've lost this ability. We need to get it back. No, <laughs> like they start, they start, you know, researching into the ability to like take on animal genes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something about animals being the basis of a future religion just warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> That's almost the, like, basis to an amazing sort of tongue-in-cheek, like, science fiction film. <laughs> it's like, nuclear holocaust happened, the only books that are left over are animorphs, and now a, a, or a group of, you know, scientists are working to realize their goals of being able to take animal genes. Because <laughs> they think that they had lost the ability. <laughs> it's the next stage of human evolution. <laughs> animorphs the final frontier putting aside animorphs that actually that's a legitimate concern in terms of like nuclear holocaust is like just misinterpretation of um old world stuff like particularly books like that could be a big problem <laughs> yeah um, i'm gonna be really really upset when people start misquoting the lords of the rings in the national holocaust National Holocaust. No, <laughs> nuclear holocaust. Yeah, People international are... holocaust. <laughs> yeah, that too. People are going to start misinterpreting 1984 again. Yeah, because like... They're not going to get anything right. They're going to misquote Star Wars. <laughs> Horrible. If it gets to the point where... um you know, a nuclear holocaust happens and people are just like focused entirely on survival, like... I don't know. Could it get to the point where people are so incredibly focused on survival and stuff that they don't have a concept of why someone would write something down and it wasn't true? You know, like, would they have a concept of, like, creating fantasy works? I doubt that. Very much so. Yeah, you think that people would still, like, be making stories and stuff? Yeah, because that has existed since caveman paintings, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Although there, or I, I guess more accurately, things like astrology, looking towards the stars and being like, "Hey, that kind of looks like a dishpan." Oh, it does shit! <laughs> How did that get up to? <laughs> All right. Um. So number three, good thing. This is actually, I, I actually do have something immediately for this. Because it's something that you made me think of when you were talking about the animal genes and like being able to have a gorilla arm. Oh. Um, I think that uh, cybernetics are going to get to the point that like oh, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people with disabilities, are going to be able to get cybernetic gorilla arms. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like realistically, I, I think that um, like it's already. I, I mean. 
I wouldn't say we're in the very early days because I think that, you know, probably there's a lot of stuff that I don't know about in terms of like the super, super early stuff. But, um, well, we've entered a new era of prosthetics. That's definitely true. Yeah. And, um, I mean, certainly there's still a lot of problems with it. Like they, they don't have all of the motor function that they need to accomplish, you know, a lot of things, but they're getting to the point where they can like do a lot of the basic stuff, like, you know, being able to brush your teeth on your own, for instance. Yeah. And it's when... kind of exclusive to the wealthy. That's another well, issue. Yeah. It, it's exclusive to the wealthy and people who are like lucky enough to sort of get into the research you know aspects of it mm. um or or you know if if you're lucky enough to be hospitalized for your condition yeah if you're lucky enough to be an amputee who has to make themselves a test subject to get an artificial limb if you're lucky yeah. enough for that then maybe you'll get a cybernetic limb <laughs> cross your fingers <laughs> all right uh, number four, baddie. Go. Oh. Uh, there's so much to choose. I want to have all of them. No, the but... potential for Animorphs movie adaptations exists. <laughs> no, I'm not on my good points yet. Hmm. <laughs> You know what really sucks? What's that? The idea that cooking will become less common because yeah. cooking food I find really enjoyable. I know there's a privileged position because I can afford the time to cook, but I really wish that there would be easier ways for more people to cook their own meals. <laughs> <laughs> when, when i said yeah okay this, this is the thing i misunderstood what you had said i thought you were joking i thought you said i think it's bad that cucking is going to <laughs> not be <laughs> i didn't know you said cooking no that, that i thought can you be, were joking and you were talking that about can be cucking. Your, yeah that can be your fourth point but i'm on the subject of cooking food here. I don't want someone else to eat my food. <laughs> I'm not into that. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, so about your point on cooking and cooking in the nuclear holocaust. No, no. I just, I, I just thought it was amazing that I misunderstood what you said. It's a very I, privileged I, position. Misinterpreted cooking as cucking. <laughs> Great. I hope that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then number four, Goody. Goody. Uh, well, that depends on how the world goes. If things go well and we see people having more time on their hands then we might also be able to see people coming back to more analog things like cooking and i'm not sure why i said analog but just 
being <laughs> able to afford the time to do things that have been kind of pushed aside by the need to work. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but it's something I wish would happen. Well, that was sort of the, um, <clears throat> as I understand it, like I'm not, I'm not that big of a fan of it or at all. I actually haven't watched any of it, but um, I think that was sort of the premise of a Star Trek, right? That like technology had progressed to the point where people could just do what they wanted kind of, and they had too much time on their hands. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't seen much Star Trek at all, but it's about a concept, which is a post-scarcity society, which is there's no longer any scarcity when it comes to resources. So we can afford anything and basically things like capitalism are kind of a moot point because there's an infinite amount of resources. Yeah, I, I do think like sort of going back to the deep learning thing you're talking about actually and just like AI development in general, like obviously there's a lot of um I, I think that sort of the transition period is going to be like really really hard because a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and for a long time when we're still sort of predominantly a capitalistic society i think it's going to be very difficult for you know people to be able to handle it and um there's going to be like there's going to be a really horrible hard transition period but i think in the long run um like ai innovation and deep learning like that i think is going to be the most compelling argument for socialism that you know yeah, has yeah. ever existed because when when you don't need jobs anymore when you know when robots and just artificial intelligence when they're handling everything like that for you and you're at the point where you know you don't need to do that kind of a thing to make a wage and survive then we are certainly going to need you know some kind of support in terms of just like probably just a base income that everyone gets yeah well i mean do we want to get into the social and communist philosophies (laughs) i mean (laughs) i I don't know i'm fine with that because that's how i roll but we can perhaps save it for another time because we're getting to 55 minutes and we have one more bad and good thing to go through have you ever played the, the original dsx I, I haven't. It's one thing that I need. Like, it's the kind of thing where I've installed it multiple times and I, I play it for like 15 minutes and I'm like, eh, you know, maybe some other time. Because one of the endings in that game, in the original game, is that you, what is it, you merge with a supercomputer and that basically spreads the, you spread something to every member of society that connects it to the supercomputer and uh, by that connects it to every other individual. So it's kind of like a hive mind without a hive. It's more like there's a single supercomputer that takes care of everyone, but you still maintain your individuality. And that's very much a interesting utopia because that means... Yeah, you have a leader, but that leader is beyond your comprehension. Right. But if it's, you know, benevolent... Wait, is that the right word? Is benevolent good or bad? Uh, Benevolent's good. Okay. Malevolent is bad. Okay. 
If I was thinking a, Maleficent. That's how I keep it straight uh, in my head. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, if there's <laughs> a benevolent ruler, AI, then that would be a utopic society because that would basically mean that if a intelligence could advance past the point of selfish gain, etc., then that would be a pretty all right leader. A lot better than any human. So hopefully AI will continue to develop and will be able to, at some point, make better podcasts than this one. <laughs> nice. All right, so number five, baddie. It's my turn now. Again. Oh, this, is the, this is the final baddie. Oh, <clears throat> the final baddie. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, so th there's something I do have in mind. I don't know, um, I guess I would like to think, I, I think this is going to happen, but I would like to think that, um, eventually, like, we would put a stop to it. But, um, I do think that, uh, just like government interference especially on the internet but also in general is going to get a lot more prevalent in the future like i i think that um they're really going to be pushing hard to control more of our lives and we're going to have like less liberties than we used to oh yeah just just in general absolutely sucks like it's like it's easy to focus on the internet right now because especially that's like kind of a hot topic it's kind of it's kind of like that's the most significant significant innovation since the machine yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, in a lot of ways, the internet is an like incredibly kind of socialistic thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and, it's very communist or socialist because it's owned by its uses. Exactly. Um, but I, I think that there's Which going should to be. be. Yeah, I, I think um, certainly, I mean, it, it's already kind of happening where they're pushing hard for it, but I think it's going to be a uh, a much bigger push to have government control over this sort of thing. And in some places it already is. Like, I know, um, uh, God, what what's the actual word for it? Um, net neutrality? Uh, yeah, like, I think New Zealand already doesn't have net neutrality. I'm pretty sure that Portugal was... It was either Portugal or Brazil that yeah. have just gotten rid of that, and now I just... I don't think it's Brazil, because I have, like, a few Brazilian friends, uh, and I think they would have mentioned I that. I think it's probably Portugal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say that. But I, I would like to think that eventually, like, people would kind of overthrow that. Yeah. Well, even if... I mean, look at China and how horrific that situation is with the internet being controlled by a malevolent state. Yeah. I used to write one that time. And how completely unaware or just uncaring a lot of the populace is. And that's a problem. Because if the yeah. populace doesn't care about not having that freedom not knowing that freedom then they have no reason to want it yeah and that's a spooky thought <laughs> yeah you don't say 
All right, so that that's number five bad thing. Mm. Very harrowing future to look forward to. Mm. And now, number five good thing. This group's going to be a success, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's all I could all think right. of as like a joke. Number five bad thing. This group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put aside the government thing. This group is going to be more prevalent in your life. I haven't done my number five it. thing yet, you prick. What's that? You did your number five thing. Oh, we're both doing a number five? Uh, no, I'm your stupid and misunderstood format. <laughs> yeah, we were alternating. Yeah. Dude, if we were both doing one for each of the numbers, then this that... would be like a two-hour long podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that. That'd be... <laughs> we would have run out uh, of steam. I mean, we ran out of steam 50 minutes ago, but... <laughs> no matter. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be legit. Like, I, I, I want to be optimistic, and I want to say that, yeah, I, I hope that this group actually does do well and becomes a thing. Yeah, I mean, any kind of cooperative that's creative and just working together to produce entertainment that is enjoyable Aww. to make and enjoyable to Aww. watch or <laughs> whatever kind of format is definitely something that I am willing to be a part of and support. Oh, look at you. It's so sweet. No, I'm, yeah, I'm sweet. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to say that's my number five good thing. Yeah, this is okay. going to be a success. So we got number two is nuclear holocaust and number five, 1,000 subscribers, guys, come on. Next month, so. <laughs> All right, I mean, if, if you're going to be the one to, uh, you know, be the be the guy to dig us up, I'm fine with it. Dig us up from I'm the... Too, the remains of society after the nuclear holocaust what are you talking about <laughs> i don't know no me neither i'd say we ended there what do you think yeah i feel like we've covered a diverse amount of topics and i don't think covering more topics would be a very good idea because the topics that have been discussed in this episode vary from Difficult to talk about to stop talking about that. <laughs> Please. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's going to cover us for this episode. So, uh, you know, thank to or thank you to everyone for watching. Uh, and uh, absolutely. And if you enjoyed this, then please let us know because that's that really helps to make us want to do more stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's in the very early days. So when it came to the first episode, not a lot of people watched it, but the, the ones that did, I, I got very good feedback from where I shared it and stuff, Lovely. which is good. But um, yeah, so thank you to everyone for watching, and I hope you continue to do so in the future. This is a podcast. They are listening, not watching. Whatever. It's There's a video form of it, dummy. Isn't that just a JPEG? Well, not when I did the little effects on it, like in the first episode. That's true, but... I mean... I'm not gonna argue... I'm not gonna argue with you about a one-hour MP4 
not being a video because I'm gonna lose that. <laughs> but you don't watch a podcast. You do if it's a video podcast, like Rooster Teeth. Yeah, but which is a much better podcast, arguably. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> All right. So, in conclusion, watch Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Ended there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs>